to the Share Hope Global Podcast with DJ and Denise Bagwell. This is DJ, and we don't have Denise today, but we do have a special return guest. She is a fan favorite. <laughs> it is my mother, Mama B, Mama Beverly. <laughs> so how are you doing today, Mom? I am great. And so what an opportunity we have in front of us to have my mom with us and bring her back for a special episode. If you remember, back in 2008, it was actually episode number three, we recorded one of our most popular episodes ever, and it was How Regular Christians Can Unlock Supernatural Power. So today's episode is How Regular Christians Can Live in the Supernatural, part two with Mama B. So, first of all, how are you doing, Mom? I'm doing great, thanks. Spending time with the grandchildren, spending time with the family. Um, life is good. And so, we're going to talk about living in the supernatural. What we want you guys to know today is that if you are a Christian, if you're not a Christian, God wants to speak to you. He wants a relationship with you. And on top of that piece, we know that he wants that relationship so that he can come into your life and add supernatural power. A lot of Christians are just living everyday life, just going through the motions. Mom, I'm sure you've been there before, right? Right. You believed in Jesus, but then there was no power with it, right? right. There, You get baptized, but then there's a baptism of the Holy Spirit that the Bible says brings power. Yes. And you're endued with power. And so we want to talk about how to unlock that power, that supernatural power. So let's start with something, first of all. Let's redefine. We did this in the episode. So, again, you might want to go back and listen to is one of our very first episodes, episode three, back in 2018. And we define supernatural. All that means, it's very simple. It sounds spooky and super spiritual, but supernatural is simply God putting his creative, powerful power on your natural abilities. And so I'm going to start by asking my mom a question. What does it mean to you to live every day in the supernatural? Well, I, um, when I think of uh, living every day in the supernatural, I just think of, first of all, waking up asking God, Father, what would you have? Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and give God that full reign to say, okay, God, what would you have me do? And, um, so, um, for instance, my day would be just working at my spa and, um, I have all kinds of people coming in and out. Some need healing emotionally, naturally, and spiritually. So, um, the Holy Spirit will guide me on what to do per each client. That's good. And so for me, I would say every, walking every day in the supernatural is the same thing, right? You wake up every day, you want to hear from God. Again, living in the supernatural, just not encounters. We know Christians who have had supernatural encounters where they go to church and they feel, oh, wow, I felt the presence of God. Or, you know, I've had friends who don't identify as Christians, but they've been to church and said, I believe I felt God. But there's another level to your point of every day in your job, in your relationships. There's times with my wife, Denise, where the Holy Spirit will say, hey, you need to pick up flowers. Hey, DJ, you need to apologize for this. Or even dealing with my kids. DJ, you need to tell Ivana this or say this or in church service. DJ, go talk to this person. God wants to be a part of every day of your life. But he's a gentleman. He's not going to force his way in. That's that. That's what love is, right? Is love is giving people choice. It's not domineering. God 
being in your life is not meaning he's going to take control and control your every movement, right? That's manipulation. That's what demons do. And we'll get into that, right? They influence and they start to possess or they start to influence you to do bad things. But God wants to give you truth and options to make good choices. Yes. Yes. And so here's my next question. Why is knowing about and living in the supernatural important for everyone? I'm going to ask that question to you, Mom. Why is knowing? Um, when I think of that question, I definitely um, have to think about um, it keeps us uh, rooted. It keeps us out of danger. It keeps us aware of uh, the blessings. It keeps us safe. It just keeps us from different uh, things that the uh, enemy might try to set us up. So it's very important that we know about the supernatural on a daily basis so that we can even get the favor and the blessings um, knowing uh, what we have available as Christians. That is so good. In fact, there's a couple of scriptures that I want to highlight. So Ephesians 6 and 12, if you get a chance, write this down or look it up if you're seated. If not, you can just play it back here. And Ephesians 6 and 12 says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So we're talking about we're not, you know, a lot of times when we face opposition in life, it's not about um, the person, right? Someone at work might make you mad or your wife or husband might make you mad. But the Bible tells us we're, that's not our true battle, right? Right. It's against rulers, against authorities, against this translation says cosmic powers or spiritual powers over this present darkness against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Now, not meaning these evil things are in heaven, but referring to the spiritual realm, right? And so let me break it down a little further. And mom, feel free to add in. Um, we are made up of three people, right? We're, 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 a three, we're made in the image of God. God is three persons in one, the Trinity. He's God, the Father, Holy Spirit. Well, we're three parts, just like God is. We are our flesh, our body, we're our soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions. That's the thinking part. And then you are a spirit. So you are a spirit living in a body, and you possess a soul. Yes. So it's three parts of us. And so a lot of times um, we're wrestling in the spiritual realm, we're spirit beings. God is a spirit. We worship in spirit and truth. No, no man by the flesh, known by his what? Spirit. By the spirit, right? So we know people by their spirit. Yet at the same time, what I've learned, and we'll talk more about some, what does supernatural living look like, is that a lot of the battles are in the soulish realm. They're in our minds and will and emotion. Mm -hmm. And so when we accept Jesus, he comes in and our, our spirit, man, is saved but a lot of times we have to get our soul <laughs> redeemed, right? Yes. We need to create a new heart, a clean heart. David asked for, hey, can you create a, a, a clean heart and renew my spirit? Right? A lot of times we're getting delivered from mindsets and strongholds. In fact, that brings me to another scripture I want to share with you. And it's 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. We do not walk in the flesh again, that body. We're not walking in the spiritual thing when we become Christians. Even though we do have to walk out, we got to pay bills and go to work. So I'm not saying live in a spiritual realm in, 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 in a la-la land, right? <laughs> we still have to live on earth, but that's not our focus. We are not waging a war against flesh. Again, we're not fighting that guy at work who's mean to you. It's a spiritual battle. Yes. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, or they're not of flesh, but they are, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. Now let's stop. So mom, tell me, what do you... I guess, how would you define a stronghold 
and I'll give my stronghold definition as well. What does that look like to you? When I think of a stronghold, I know um, that strongholds can be, um, for example, you're weighted down Mm. um, by a, for example, um, you want to stop drinking. Um, It's just this driven thing on the inside that you're fighting. So your your um mind is saying, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And that's a spirit speaking to your mind. It's okay to have that drink. But then um, the Lord deals with our heart. Yes. So then in your heart, you don't want to do it. You feel like, okay, if I keep doing it, I'm going to ruin my life. I'm going to ruin my marriage. But then, so that stronghold is a weight, you know what? And as a men's ministry leader, that's a great example about drinking. Um, I've, as a men's ministry leader, so many men come up after me after I'll minister and they'll say, I'm stuck in addiction to pornography and I can't get out. Mm-hmm. That's a stronghold where your mind, you want to stop, but you can't. That's lasciviousness. The Bible talks about lasciviousness. You want to stop, but you can't put on the brakes. It's a hold on your mind. It literally is a strong hold over your thought process. You want to think differently about marriage, but you keep going back to what you saw growing up. You want to think differently about how to treat your wife or your husband or how to treat your children, but there's a hold on your mind. Well, the Bible says that our weapons, which are the Bible, the word, supernatural power, is strong enough to destroy those strongholds. Again, I'm in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Again, those thoughts. Okay, son. When you uh, so take captive thoughts, I know um, that you can lay your hand on your own head. Yes. And say, I cast down this imagination and this stronghold and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So you can actually lay your hands on your own head and cast it down. You better preach, Mama B. You better preach. <laughs> but no, honestly, and that's a great segue to our next question is, because I've had to do that before. I remember in college, and I'm going to be uh, transparent with you guys. I remember taking a, it was a psychology class, and they were talking about people having mental breakdowns and schizophrenia. And I remember all of a sudden my mind, you know, I was like, oh, my goodness, am I going to have a break? You know, it just, it just fear came upon me. And my mom gave me this scripture about taking those thoughts captive. So um, there, there's a minister, I forgot who it was. I don't know if it's Kenneth Copeland, but said, thoughts are like birds, right? They can fly by your head, but you don't have to let them nest there. Yes. So these thoughts come in, right? Oh, you know what? You know what? You should be scared or this is going to happen to your family or there's going to be attack against you or you should be scared of coronavirus and it's going to take you out or you'll never become better. Yes. When you let it nest there, when you let it sit and we start meditating on it, that's the danger. But the Bible says, to your point, you could lay your hands on your head. You could speak to yourself. You don't have to do it loud. You could do it quietly because you mm-hmm. might be in the middle of class mm-hmm. and say, I take this thought and I make it captive to obey Christ. I cast it down this imagination and I bring it to the obedience of Christ. That's called spiritual warfare. Yes. Right. Because your mind, your soul wants to run rampant. But the spirit man, the God in you is stronger. 
So that's a great segue, mom. Let me ask you, give me some examples and I'll give some examples too, because I got some good ones now. If you go back and listen to our first podcast, episode three, I would say, man, you know, I, you know what? I don't know anything about demon manifestations. That's my wife. That's my mom. Oh, guess what? Things have changed in 2020. <laughs> Things have changed. We, we, we're, we're living in a different um, level of the presence of God. And, and yes. in fact, let me take a quick segue before I get to this question, mom. I believe and it's been confirmed through multiple sources that God is doing something special right now in the body of Christ in 2020. Quarant- uh, this whole quarantine time, COVID-19, racial injustice, it's, 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 it's a trick of the enemy. God did not bring this division and destruction on his people. It's a trick of the enemy mm-hmm. to get us scared, to get us divided. Mm-hmm. But what the what the enemy meant for evil, God is working together for our good. And so in my family, and I believe in a lot of families out there, it's brought us closer together. It's made us slow down. It's made us meditate on God more. When I turned off the news, I mentioned that in a previous podcast, and I spent that time with Jesus, we've experienced the glory of God like never before in this house. And I'll explain, I'll give some more examples, but that's the same thing God wants to do in your house. It's not a DJ and Denise special. God is not a respecter of persons, what the Bible says, meaning that he doesn't give me special privilege over you. He wants you to experience his glory in your house with your kids and your job. And he's unleashing it now like never before. Mm. And when these churches reopen and we're reopening now and we're seeing things in 2021, I believe it's going to be an explosion of the glory of God. So get ready and get positioned now. Amen. So let me ask you this question, mom. How does living every day in the supernatural look in your life? Give me some examples, whether it's whatever example you want to give. Okay. Just since I've been here. Um, I was just, uh, taking a shower one day and the Lord was, um, speaking to me in the shower. He's so wonderful. When he has a word for someone, he will bless you to be a blessing. Yes. So, um, it was so strong on me to share something with my uh, daughter. Um, I don't call her daughter-in-law. She's my daughter from the Lord. So my daughter, Denise, um, God was just sharing with me how to, what to say to her. And when I did later that day, she just bawled because those were things she was praying to God about. So I heard the Lord early in the morning and then I was obedient and I shared it with her later and it was blessing. It was a blessing for her. Let's break that down for a second because I'm sure a lot of people who are not used to hearing and I'm doing air quotes with my fingers from God. What, what, what do you mean you heard from God? Well, I what was, does that sound like? What does that look like? I was minding my own business and I heard this sweet little voice speaking to my spirit. What did it I, sound like? Did it sound like your voice or your conscience, what you call it? Or what is that? No, it was definitely not uh, my voice. It was uh, more so direction mm. uh, out of nowhere. Um, direction, when I say out of nowhere, me, I wasn't prepared to um, make it up or think about it. Right. It was something that entered into my spirit. And so when I uh, heard the Holy Spirit speaking to me, it was like direction and, 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 and information concerning my daughter-in-law. That's good. And so 
Um, one example we have, and we've we've really been experiencing, like I said, the presence of God. So we haven't been going to physical church. We've been, you know, churches shut down for a while, which we couldn't go. And then they reopened. And just with us having small children and whatnot, we decided to do church from home. And I remember God placed in my heart that, hey, I want you to treat church at home just like you treat church in the service. So you're not running around getting coffee. Or I remember that first week of, 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 of uh, you quarantine church, I was laying in the bed watching TV, watching service, you know, half sleep, half awake. And God's like, no, I want you to give me that respect and, and treat your living room like it's a sanctuary. So I got my family aligned with that. Uh, one of the first things we experienced was actually with our, uh, uh, with our, um, with our daughter, Ivana, she's 11 years old. She had an encounter with Jesus, literally. And we're going to bring her on the show in the future and have her talk about it in detail. But um, God anointed her with a seer anointing where she could see things in the spiritual realm Amen. and tell you. And, and let me tell you, she's not one to make up stuff. I got to have her on the show. But I remember I was talking and I felt like this tingle or this like, I don't know how to explain, but almost like a tingle or chill in my body. And as I was talking, I can, I, you know, it felt like, God was talking through me and she was like, she goes, yeah, no, there's an angel touching you right now. I was like, whoa, you know, and she couldn't know that I was feeling that way. <laughs> and that's supernatural, like living there. Um, another example is that we've, we, you know, um, in our first podcast, my mom was talking about, you know, spiritual warfare and, and really having um, a deliverance ministry. And so I have been praying, you know, over this COVID-19, you know, I've had family members that have been very sick. I actually lost one of my good friends. Uh, he died of a heart attack at 37 years old. And it created this passion in me. And let me again, pause a moment. A lot of times when you go through things in life, um, it, it can, it should, and it can raise a passion in you Yes. to seek out God in that area. So for me, it was like, God, I know you're a healer. The Bible says one of the spiritual gifts we have access to when we get baptized in the Holy Spirit is that we have access to spiritual gift of healing. Yes. In fact, just a basic believing, uh, just a basic right as a believer, it says that you will lay hands on the sick and recover. Yes. And so I said, God, I want to operate. Mm-hmm. in the Holy Spirit, and I want to operate in the healing gift. And so I remember studying the, uh, a book. It's actually from one of my uh, mentors, Dr. Leon Van Royen, and he has a book on healing. Check it out. It's at Global uh, Ministries and Relief. Um, it, they have a website. If you need more information, just uh, you know, uh, just DM me on either Instagram or leave us a message at anchor.fm slash global slash message. And I can point you in more of those directions, but I believe it's gmrinc.org, Global Ministries and Relief, Dr. Leon Van Royen. He has a, he has a number of manuals, all Bible-based. And I started studying that for a month or so, and I didn't see anything change. Well, the first thing I, I didn't realize, and I remember calling my mom about this was, Deliverance ministry will come with healing ministry. Amen. Those two things go together. Lay hands on the sick and recovery. Also cast out demons. And my name is a part of that basic benefit package of all believers. Yes. And so there were numerous occasions where um, demons manifested. And what does that mean, DJ? Well, let's talk about that because I had never experienced that. Denise had experienced that. My mom had. Um, Well, let's let's let's. I guess I'm give a little background first. So if you believe there's God and there's angels, well, there's a devil and there's demons and um, they have no power over believers. Amen. Uh, when Jesus died and rose, he took all authority. He took the keys of death, hell and the grave. Uh, in fact, he says in the word that all authority has been given to me. And that's Jesus speaking. Yes. And so uh, what, in fact, in fact, it says it right here. I was looking up here, Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came to them and he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So that's all authority over 
devils, demons, hell, whatever it is. But demons do try to influence people. And when we talk about Christians, we're talking about the soulish realm, mind, will, and emotions. And so we've had a number of family members and family friends who um, we were praying and a demon manifested. And you could tell it wasn't that person. It was like a voice like, you know, you got to try harder than that or, or, or this or laughing, things like that. And we can tell instantly it wasn't this person. Yes. And it wasn't these people that we were praying for. And... Um, God had us walk these people through a deliverance process, meaning casting out demonic spirits out of uh, spirits um, out of them. And now, as a Christian, that doesn't mean they were possessed, but could they have trespassers that they've let in through their words, through not letting go, through rejection, through fear? And I'm talking about multiple people. Yes. And that's a supernatural encounter, right? Because it wasn't DJ ministering to these people. It was the Holy Spirit living in me, ministering to the demonic spirits that were influencing them. Yeah. I know you have some uh, stories like that too, Mom. Yeah, I was just thinking when you were um, talking about the um, uh, people and trespassers, those are those strongholds we were talking about. Yes. That is a, a trespasser. When you can't stop doing something and you fighting to resist, um, Paul said, every time I try to do right, evil is on the other hand. So um, that is a trespasser stronghold. So, for example, concerning, um, he said, I've had some experience. Absolutely, yes. Um, when I first uh, met this lady, she was uh, um, getting a body treatment from me in the spa. And so in that knowing um, she was comfortable the first two times I did her service. But the third time I had really been in the presence of God and that spirit could not stand to be around me Her on her third service. She, um, when After I did her back treatment, she ran out of there and she wouldn't stay. And so sometimes the power of God is so strong on us those spirits will run away from us. Well, actually, that reminds me of a story. Uh, me and Denise, uh, so pretty much I had a work trip. Uh, I had a work trip in New Orleans. And Denise came and flew in, and we kind of stayed some extra time after it. And we got we kind of made a little trip out of it in New Orleans. And, and if you've ever, ever been to New Orleans, there's some stuff going on there spiritually, mm -hmm. for sure. And we were walking down the street, and there was a lady, a fortune teller, and she was like, tell your fortune, tell your fortune. You know, she was kind of had a little table posted up and she was looking at people trying to tell their fortune. And then she was like, tell your fortune, tell your fortune. She looked up at us. She was like, tell your, and then she looked right down. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit was like, the spirit in you, the Bible says this, he that is in you is stronger than he that's in the world. The spirit yes. living in me as a believer, she couldn't, she couldn't, you know, tell my force she couldn't because it was a spiritual thing in fact the bible talks about in leviticus 19 and 31 uh do not turn to mediums uh do not seek them out and make yourself unclean so i know a lot of people might be wondering well what's next i don't know what to do guess what the holy spirit has answers for you yes. everything that god has for you unfortunately the devil comes and tries to pervert mm -hmm. and so you might be seeking answers and God has those answers for you. But instead you go to Miss Cleo and that's old school. If, if, if mm -hmm. it's anybody my age <laughs> or older, you go to these um, fortune tellers or psychics or mediums and that's not God. 
Amen. That's a door opening. Sure is. To a stronghold. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's uh, speaking about strongholds. In fact, um, and, and again, uh, we'll have Ivana on because it'd be such an awesome testimony for young people. But uh, she was dealing with the stronghold of fear. And what the devil was trying to do was pervert her gift. She can see things in the spiritual realm to pray and to declare what Jesus says over them. But of course, the devil tries to do is make her scared of them. So it's a stronghold of fear. God showed me that I had a stronghold of fear in certain areas. Why? Because he wants to stop you from being everything God called you to be. And so these are just a few examples of how you can operate in the spiritual realm. Um, and so actually another example, I have been asking God for, for, a, uh, for, I guess, a ministry of a healing. Again, we know that everyone who's a believer can lay hands on the sick and recover. That's a basic package. Mm-hmm. But I said, God, I want more. And so recently, God has been leading me to pray for my family members at home after church services and pray for their healing. And it's been instantaneous healing. I'll give you some, a couple examples. In fact, my hands started getting warm um, and, and it'll be a sign from God that he wants to do something. I don't wait on that for, for it to happen Amen. because the Bible says I'll lay hands on the sick and recover. It says go to the elders and, and then pretty much have them lay hands on you and have them pray for you and you'll recover. So I don't wait on my hand, but God will use it as a sign. And there's been a number of prophets, and, uh, not prophets, but there's been a number of people, ministers throughout time, who've had that same manifestation of people living today mm-hmm. who've yes. had the same manifestation. And so Denise had slept in the bathroom and fell. Um, you know, she was running, going too fast and fell and hurt herself. She hurt her ankles. You know, she, she was okay, but she had hurt her ankle and her back was sore. You know, you know, nowadays when we fall, it, is, it, it, it doesn't feel the same as, as when you're 21. <laughs> and so she had slipped and fell and she was sore for about a week. And on that Sunday, uh, God was having me minister to her. And he said, I want to heal her body. That's what the whole, I heard the voice of God say to me. And so I laid hands on her and I felt my, in fact, my hand didn't get warm till I laid hands on her actually. And she got up because she was like laying on the floor, if you will. And she, her ankle did not hurt anymore. Her back did not hurt anymore. Nothing that was hurting before hurt her anymore when I laid hands on her. Amen. Ivana, uh, I think two weeks later, she had hurt her knee years ago and we kind of just, you know, she's young. So she kind of just, you know, went through it, but it bothered her from time to time. And she was in a car and, you know, if her, if her, you know, it was a tight space, it would kind of get tight on her. And she, and we were sitting in church service at home and she would say, yeah, you know what? My knee hurts. I need to stretch it out. And, and I was like, you know what? We need to pray for your knee. I laid hands on her knee that day. Yes. And that moment, after I prayed for her healing, her knee was instantly healed. She's been doing squats and jumping up and down. God is real. The supernatural is real. Healing yes. is real. Deliverance is real. Yes. And we want, and more important than we want, God wants you to experience everything he has for you. What are your thoughts on that, Mom? Absolutely, yes. Um, the Bible says uh, that the Lord came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Yes. So it is his desire that we walk in all our healing, our deliverance, everything that he died on the cross. We just have to know that it's available. Well, let's talk about that. So now the next phase of our podcast, we're going to do something which I call a listener activation. I want us all to practice hearing the voice of God. So if you are uh, if you identify as a believer or a Christian, you should be hearing from God. Maybe it was just one time you heard from God. God wants to speak to you every day. I remember when I first started practicing hearing from God, I remember one of my mentors 
I'm actually Pastor Rebert was like, practice hearing from God on everything. What shirt should I wear? So I would be in my closet. All right, Jesus, what shirt should I wear? Uh, I think he said blue. I don't know. So I was just practicing. I wanted to hear from God, but now I walk in a place where it's crystal clear hearing from God, where God will say, do this. Amen. And when I do it, there's results that come from it. There's no doubt about it. Trust me. I've been like everybody else where you might be listening right now. Like, Oh, DJ, that sounds fake or DJ. I don't know if that's real. First of all, when you experience God for yourself, nothing can shake it. Amen. Nothing can shake it. I knew demons were real until and then, I, and then I saw one manifest and I said, okay, I know they're real. I knew Jesus was a healer, but now he's walking in healing in me and my family's life. You can't shake Amen. that. So I'm asking if you have any doubt in your mind, but you want more, ask God to give you an experience. And that's what we're going to do right now. Amen. So everyone can hear from God. Some biblical examples. Since the Old Testament, God had not spoke to Abraham. He spoke to Joseph, hey, you know what? You're going to you're going to rise up and I'm going to I'm going to give you this coat of colors and show them about his brothers. Daniel, he gave him interpretation of dreams. He spoke to Paul. He spoke to Peter. Mom, do you have any examples? He spoke to Ananias when um, Ananias was supposed to lay hands on Saul, a murder. <laughs> God had to give Ananias the instruction to uh, lay hands so that his sight could come back. Yes. And so there's so many examples, but it's not just people who follow God. God spoke to people who didn't follow God. So King Nebuchadnezzar, Pharaoh, people who were anti-God of Israel, he spoke to them. He, I mean, technically he spoke to Saul, <laughs> you know, uh, um, Saul of the New Testament back when your example, when he was stoning Christians, he stopped them on the road on the road on the road to Damascus and spoke to him. Yes. But even in the Old Testament, he spoke to kings and he had to have people like Joseph and Daniel come in and interpret their dreams. Yes. So that's just an example that you don't have to confess yourself or believe that you believe in Jesus. God wants to speak to you. Why? Because he created you and he wants a relationship with you. He's not going to force himself on you, but he sure wants to guide you in all truth, which is the next point I want to make. He may have been speaking to you already. Have you ever felt like, oh, I shouldn't go here, or oh, this doesn't feel right, or something in me told me I shouldn't do this? Do you know how many times that God saved my life by not going a certain way, or not going a certain direction, or maybe led me to a cell in a store, okay? God cares about all that, right? Yes. The Bible says, cast all your care, so I sure do it. I'm like, God, I really need some new shoes. No. <laughs> but seriously, God wants to speak to you and talk to you about things, even if you don't follow him. Think about this. I heard this example. If you're a mother or father, you know that if your kid committed the worst crime ever, if he didn't want to speak to you anymore, but they said one time a year, I'll talk to you, what would you do, mom? You would talk to him. Absolutely, yes. You're right. You, you I love, love my children, so I'm definitely going to answer them. And think about this. How much better of a father is God to us than we can be to our children? If my children committed the worst crimes, did the worst things, or just, you know, didn't like me, but they said, I'm going to talk to you once a year, Dad. I would be there in a heartbeat. Well, I'm letting you know that God wants to speak to you, whether you've denied him, if you said, you know what, I tried you, I don't think you're real, or I don't think you're fair to everybody. He wants to speak to you nonetheless. Amen. And he wants to offer you guidance and truth for your life. And um, I also want to point out, even if um, you've struggled and opened up a door where you've been um, tampering in uh, satanic activities, mm. God still loves you. Don't let the devil trick you. I've dealt with um, 
a coworker that uh, was, you know, uh, teetering on that possibility. Should I serve the devil or should I serve God? So I want you to know today that even if you were dealing in some satanic um, activities, God still loves you and you can be free and God will speak to you. And we know what the scripture says. It says that the devil comes to do what? Kill. Still kill mm-hmm. and destroy. But Jesus came for what? So you might have life and that more abundantly. Amen. So who do you want to serve? I know my answer. I've done it both ways, like I've told you. I, I, I've made bad decisions. I've made decisions out of my flesh or out of my own will of selfishness. And I've done it both ways. Mm-hmm. Jesus' way is a lot better. And again, th- th- here's a point. God does not want to control you. A lot of times people say, oh, I'm going to invite Jesus in my life. He's going to make me stop drinking and doing drugs and all that. God is a gentleman. Amen. Love means that this gives choice. He's going to show you, hey, if you keep on this path, it's going to lead to this direction. Yes. And you know it for yourself most of the time. If you keep doing these behaviors, it's going to lead to something bad. But if you go this way, it's going to be good. God said in the beginning, hey, here's, here's, here, I'm going to put before you life and death. Choose life, but yes. you have a choice. And that's how God operates. And that's how he, he speaks to us, right? So Amen. when he spoke to you in the shower that time, he gave you direction. But you had a choice not to do it. That's right. That's right. So we're open and available to ask. And then once he speaks to us, then we um, are obligated to be obedient. So there's that, um, again, he's not going to force me to go tell Denise. So when I'm obedient, he'll continue to use me for his glory and for the people's sake. Yes. In fact, that's why I think God likes to use me because I'm one. Of, I was one of those hard headed Christians. I remember God when I first started hearing from God, He would say, "Hey, go pray for this person." I'm like, "Oh no, I, I know God. No, I'm not going to do that. It's going to look crazy, you know." And He would say, "Go speak for that. Go go pray for that person." And I would say, "No, God, I'm not going over there." And then I remember it was in a church service. I saw another person go pray for that same person that God told me to pray for. I was like, "Whoa, God, you're real. You're actually speaking to me." And I remember, I didn't hear from God for a while. And I don't think he put me on punishment, but it was a good reminder that God is going to achieve what he needs to achieve, but can he use you? Amen. And there's nothing more fulfilling. People, I'm telling you, there's nothing more fulfilling than doing the will of God for your life. He created you with plans and purpose before the beginning of time. Are you going to walk in it? Amen. So let's talk about this. How does the voice of God sound? Well, my mom talked about that for her. It was like a a still, sweet voice. I know for me, when I hear from God, it's, uh, it's, it's different ways for different people. I know some people hear them through dreams. Some people hear them through, um, through um, I would say, mentors, spiritual mentors, if you will. They'll, they'll kind of confirm what they believe. I'll ask God, I'll say, God, what should I do? And it'll be like a, a, a voice that, um, it's like a fatherly voice. And again, it's not like, I, I, I remember times I was like, okay, God, am I going crazy? Because there was times that I would hear from God so clearly. And then I would go do it and it would happen. I'm like, whoa, you're, re-, you know, like, again, me as a Christian on a podcast here, I had to learn for herself that my God is real and he wants to mm-hmm. speak to us and he wants to impact things. Mm-hmm. He has, he cares about racial injustice. He cares about um, this world. He wants us to bring souls um, to the kingdom so that we can live in, 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 in heaven with him forever. But he cares about what's happening on earth too. He cares about your bills and your kids. Yes. He cares about... Sex trafficking. God had yes. me pray for sex trafficking victims this morning, actually. He cares about those things, mm-hmm. but he wants to use your voice and the earth to do it. Yes. 
That's awesome. So for me, the voice is um, kind of a, st- again, a small, still voice, almost like my conscious. But I remember hearing this, and I said this in the first episode, that his voice aligns with the Bible. Yes. So it wasn't something that I, w- I wasn't thinking about sex trafficking this morning, right? Why would that be on my mind when I wake up? And it definitely wasn't the devil telling me these things about mm-hmm. why, would I, why would the devil want to pray for something that's evil? That would be in, against what he wants to do, right? A house divided against itself cannot stand. That's what Jesus said. Yes. And so when it aligns with the word, Jesus cares about his people, his love. He cares about justice. When it aligns with the word, then it makes, then you're like, okay, God, that may be you. And as you get experience, it starts off as a, God, I think that's you. Or that could be you, God. And then as you get more experience, you're like, okay, God, I know that's you. Yes. And so that's what I want to say. One of my final points before we get into this activation is the Bible is a sharpening tool to improve the accuracy of how you hear the voice of God. Amen. We're going to practice today hearing the voice of God. But as you go along in this, you really have to make sure you read your Bible. Yes. The word of God, Old and New Testament, Jesus is King, Jesus is Lord Bible, nothing else. When I uh, got into uh, warfare with that, with those demons, I needed Jesus. Buddha didn't do it for me. Muhammad didn't do it for me. Jesus did it for me. Y'all can call me and tell me if anything else works. But for me, I know (laughs) Jesus works when it comes to those serious battles. When I lost jobs and when I needed something, when I when I pray for healing for my daughter's knee that was hurting her for years, it was by the power of Jesus. Amen. That worked. That I do know. And the way that we can make sure that we're staying clear. So to your point, what, what can happen is people start dipping themselves into spiritual things. And again, I remember I said earlier, Satan likes to pervert the things of God. So while you're trying to hear from God, the devil come in, if, especially if you have established strongholds rooted from years or if you got involved with demonic things. He can come and try to pervert how you hear. So that's why the Bible is a nice way to balance. It's a nice way to fact check, if you will. You're what you're hearing from God. Yes. You agree? So that's why you need to read the Bible and just start off reading, picking out scriptures that you enjoy, picking out topics that you enjoy. Uh, When I think about, you know, there's different versions of the Bible. Mm -hmm. So the old King James version, you'll find um, when you're looking at that particular scripture, it is some words unread and in that illustration, it was Jesus himself speaking certain things. So when you're new, um, the New Living Translation breaks it down, but I'd say have a King James Version and another study Bible to kind of break down, but always see that red. That gives you that confidence, but the whole Bible is inspired by God. Yes, and... The cool thing about living in today's world is that all those Bible translations are on the Bible app. It's yes. through, I think, Version is the name of the company that makes it. You go search Bible. It's a little brown app. It'll give you all the translations right there for free, right in your pocket. I use that all the time. So I want to transition to the final part of our podcast, and that is I want us to practice. If you, if you want to go with me there, practice hearing from God right now. So if you're a believer and you know how to hear from God, well, then let's, 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 let's exercise that muscle. If you're a believer and you say, oh, I've heard from God once or twice, he wants to speak to you every day. Let, let's practice hearing from God. And if you say, I'm not a believer, but I'm willing to give it a try. I want to know who this Jesus person is, this God person is. Let's give it a try. Are you guys with me? Yes. Amen. All right. <laughs> All right. So here we go. So let's start with, 
Let's start with something that you've been struggling with. There may be a big decision you need help making. So get that in your mind with something you've been struggling with. Maybe it's struggling in your marriage. Maybe struggling with how to deal with your children. Maybe it's a problem at work. Maybe your boss has just been harassing you. Maybe you've been deciding you're a young person listening right now and you're trying to decide, which college do I go to? How do I know which college I should go to? Maybe someone's trying to pursue you in dating and you're like, okay, should I date this person? (laughs) I'm not sure. Get that in your mind right now. And so here's what we're going to pray together. So I'm going to pray for you. And so, Father God, I ask that you speak to our listeners right now. You're speaking to them right now. I believe, in fact, you might want to pause the podcast right now. And God wants to speak to you some things right now. I want you to turn off the TV or any distractions. If you're driving, maybe wait to do this at home. But turn off distractions. You might even want to pause the podcast, like I said, and listen. What is God speaking to you? He may have just gave you an answer to what you've been asking for. He may have just showed you something. Some, some, some of you have been, been praying and saying, God, I want to hear from you, but I don't know how. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. That's what Jesus said. My sheep know my voice. God, he's, he's not a mysterious God who wants to keep things secret. In fact, the Bible says that he reveals things to his servants before he does them. If you say, I've never been to church before. God doesn't want to go. No, God wants to speak to you. He loves you. He created you. He wants to speak to you. Here's the next step. So maybe he answered you on one of those decisions you have to make. Now, here's the next prayer. Say, God, show me what to do next. Tell me what to do next, God. Maybe some of you heard something just now. This is how so this is how I operate. And mom, you know, you may operate every day is I wake up and say, OK, God, what do you want me to do today? Or if I'm in a situation at work. There's been times I've been in meetings that I've been the least experienced person in the room, the youngest person in the room. And I'll say to myself quietly, I'm not out loud. I'll just say to my, you know, in, in my inside, like, God, what do I say? I'll hear him say, stop talking <laughs> or say this. And the people in the room will say, wow, DJ, how'd you know that? Wow, that's, that's an awesome answer. That's a good point. The Holy Spirit cares about everything, your job, your family, your work. There's been times where I've ministered to Denise when she had a need that she thought no one can help her. She felt alone. Imagine what that does for our marriage when I can hear God on behalf of my wife and be that bridge for her when she can't get across the bridge herself. Maybe it's for your children. My mom was that person for me so many times in college and in my adult life. Like, mom, I'm struggling with this. I need help. I can't pray right now. I can't hear from God right now. And she would hear from God and tell me what he said. Am I making that up, mom? No, no. This is a lifeline. Jesus loves you so much that he doesn't want you to have to do life alone. He loves you so much. He's going to give you the choice, (laughs) but you don't have to do life alone. He wants to speak to you. So I hope the exercise blessed you. Now, Amen. if you're not a believer, the challenge with this is 
If you don't have a relationship with God, it's hard to hear his voice, right? It's easier to hear, I know my wife's voice from a distance. I know my kids, I know my babies cry from a distance, right? Because I'm with him every day. I know my mom's voice, right? If she, if she calls me, I don't need to call her ID. I know her voice because I have a relationship with her. Amen. Well, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, we want to help you establish that. You might have listened right now. And God's been speaking to you right now. You're probably crying in your car or crying in your living room. I don't know what it is, but you're saying, wow, God, you're real. I want more of this. Well, we believe if you say this simple prayer. It's a declaration of your faith. And mom, I'm going to have you repeat after me. You'll be like them, their voice. And I'm going to say the first part and you repeat after me. So you'll, you'll, you'll uh, say the same thing that my mom says. You ready? Here we go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For taking my place. For taking my place. And settling the account that I could never afford to pay. And settling the account I could never afford to pay. You took my sins and punishment. You took my sins and punishment. And in exchange. In exchange. You gave me new life. You gave me new life. I believe you died for me. I believe you died for me. And rose again. And rose again. Now come take the lead in my life. Now come take the lead in my life. From this day forward. From this day forward. I choose to follow you. I choose to follow you. Amen. Amen. So we believe if you prayed that for the first time or maybe the first time in a long time, you are saved. You have entered a relationship with Jesus. He loves you. The angels are rejoicing. Hallelujah. (laughs) You have... um, you have a new lease on life now. I know many of you, I, I, can, I can feel in, in the spirit that you've been struggling. Some of you are listening right now have been struggling, looking for an answer, and today's podcast was an answer for you. Amen. So if, you, if, if you're one of those people, please send us a message. We want to hear from you. Why? Because it encourages us, but it's also a testimony to build up other believers. Amen. So if you go to anchor.fm slash sharehopeglobal slash messages, you can leave us a message. It's a voicemail. You don't even have, you don't even have to say your name. You can also reach us on Instagram. I am at I am DJ Bagwell. Denise is at Denise with a C instead of S Bagwell. Message us. Let us know what God did for you through this podcast. What God has spoke to you maybe today. And we'll share your uh, voicemail if you want us to. Just let us know if you don't. But we want to let people know that God is alive. He wants to speak to you. Mom, you have any final thoughts or things to share? I'm just excited that God has opened up your eyes according to Ephesians 1 and give you the revelation and the understanding of who he is and that you are hungry for God and that you're saved. So I'm excited for new souls in the kingdom that the veil has been taken off your eyes. That's awesome. Because remember, this is more than uh, insurance to make sure you go to heaven. This is about living life victoriously every day. And this podcast is about being a regular Christian, everyday Christian, who lives in the supernatural every day. Amen. So I hope this podcast blessed you. I hope it inspired you. Share it with your friends. Leave us a review, five stars on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find a podcast, we are there. Uh, Help us spread the word because we hope this is blessing people around the world. So until next time, thank you, Mom, for coming on. You're welcome. And we love you guys. We'll talk to you next time.